Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about springs of living water. Jesus had a lot to say about springs of living water in the New Testament. We're going to take a look at some scriptures today. Jesus talking about springs of living water. We're going to be looking at like the Old Testament in the Psalms, talking about how God can turn the dry, parched land into to springs of living water. So lately, I've been doing a lot of real estate work. And the concept of just properties having a spring just seems to have come up quite a bit lately. And I feel like God's been trying to teach me something about this concept of springs of living water. And so we're going to be asking him for help today. Just asking for wisdom and insight and understanding into what this means for us. The springs of living water. Jesus is talking about from within us. So we're going to be asking for help with that today. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. I was just doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But life wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. At the time, I was running my personal training business, and my business was very up and down. I've got some months where I'm losing thousands of dollars in a month. Just feeling the weight and pressure of life on my life. My life was very unbalanced. I remember going for a walk with my wife and just telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. Shortly after that, I came across the challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two. And then you keep going like that until the end of the month and you start back over again. And so I've been doing this for a little while. And one morning, Proverbs 13, 22, just seemed to jump off the page at me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing that we could pass on to future generations? Well, the Proverbs tell us wisdom is the principal thing. And so I made a commitment. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But really, when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, I began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to show up, began to teach me, began to train me, taught me this new way of living. But we make him the source. We make him the center of it. I just simply began to document what he was taking me through. It wasn't always easy all the time. I had to learn to put off my old ways and to embrace this new way of living, to learn to do things a different way. Found myself at times in some impossible looking situations. But just simply began to document what he was taking me through. And over the course of about 10 years now, it's turned into this whole program we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint with a series of books and courses and now partners. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I believe the most important thing is daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. Has the ability to just turn things around when they're going in the wrong direction. Change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. Something very powerful about just remembering and not forgetting. Helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. The Apostle Paul says, every time you take communion, you're proclaiming the death of Jesus. Which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation of all the benefits that are found in this new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, to take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep awe and honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus, all he went through for us, but also all that his sacrifice did for us, all that it means for us on the other side. 
So the process we typically use, we start with about a two minute long prayer. That's mostly scripture. Coming from Ephesians chapter one and the prayer of Jabez found in First Chronicles chapter four. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we've been talking about some practical fitness or workout tips. Because I truly believe the principles of physical exercise I meant to teach us how to exercise and to apply our faith. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them, and all of our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear Son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us, so that you could fight for us. I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better, that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe, the same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead, and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us, to make your face shine upon us and let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and to do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, now we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? How are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master. We're going to bring our relationship with God down into today to impact every area of our life. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. That's where we talk about executing these four fundamentals and bringing some fun into them today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, to the promises and inheritance that he had for them, they didn't just go straight there. There was stages and steps and a process to get them to that place. They had to learn to do things a new way. And in a similar way for us, to step into the promises and the inheritance that he has for us in Christ. We have to learn to do things a new way. We have to learn to put off our old ways, to embrace this new way of living, where we make him the source of it, make him the center of it. And very simply, I believe it starts with just believing God's got something better for our life, bigger than we can ever ask or think or dream or imagine. Learning to be willing to move forward with him, 
into something bigger. Because in the Old Testament, the people just wanted to go back to the way things used to be. Being willing to move forward, letting go of our old ways, being willing to change, being willing to repent, being willing to grow. Learning to rest and trust him as his beautiful plan just begins to unfold in our lives. And trusting in that plan. So our first fundamental, let's get positioned in the light today. Every day we've got to keep repositioning back into the light. I think it starts with humility because it's the humble who are given grace. We've got to humble ourselves like a little child. It's one of the keys to becoming great in the kingdom of heaven. Walking in humility today. Walking in forgiveness today. Receiving forgiveness from God. Forgiving ourselves in the middle. Walking in forgiveness with other people. Taking our position in love today. Kind and patient and gentle. Always assuming the best. Keeping no record of wrongs. Delighting in the truth. Always hoping, always trusting, always persevering. Because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. One of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our position. And being in position is a big deal. Because it puts us in position to be able to receive everything that God has for us. In Christ, he's put everything that he has. And we get this amazing opportunity. We get to be in him today. We have access to God's spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom. And there's health and energy, time and finances. Before we've talked about, it's the spring of living water. Everything we need is in there. And it's learning how to get in position to receive this and how to get it flowing through us out into the world where we see the fruit or the result of it in our lives. So our first step is to get in position. Our second step is to magnify the light. We're going to turn up the brightness of this light within us. It's going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all this living water through us. It's also going to get this new covenant rooted and established in our hearts, where we become more fixed and consistent in it. And to magnify the light, we've talked about the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. One basket full of the issues and problems and testings of life. The other basket full of our praises. Praising God for who he is. Praising God for what he's done in our lives. Praising the people around us. Which basket are we going to magnify? Which basket are we going to put our focus and our thoughts and our attention and our meditation on? Which basket are we going to fill up? To magnify the light, we can magnify God. Magnify who he is, all that he's done in our lives, all that Jesus has done for us. Magnify all those good things. And just stay focused, praising on that today. That's not denying that there's issues or problems. Simply choosing to magnify the light. But it does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could stay stuck in pride and rebellion, bitterness, unforgiveness. Focusing on that basket of problems, venting and complaining and pouting, toiling away in our mind, trying to figure all the problems out. That's where we got to learn to recognize the symptoms. Because wherever we're positioned, whatever we're magnifying, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. When we're out of position, we might have the tendency to retaliate at people, withhold good things that we know to do. We might avoid people or give them the silent treatment. On the inside, there'll be this heaviness and weight and pressure like it's all sitting on you. Might have feelings of hopelessness or helplessness like you're trapped or you're stuck. And all that weight and pressure just drains the energy right out of you. 
Emotionally, there's the fear and stress and worry, dreading things in the future. And unfortunately, this can become a habit. This can become a vicious cycle that just seems to keep repeating over and over. But when we take our position in the light, there's rest in our soul. There's fullness and completeness of him. We've got fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, God goes to work. And now everything begins to flow. All those good things, those that spring of living water just begins to flow through us. And now everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. And we've got hope in any and every situation. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace. That if we ever get off track, it just takes a moment to turn it right back around. It's learning to recognize those symptoms and turn it back around quickly. I think it starts with humility. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves. If we need to walk or reconcile with somebody else, we take those steps. Then we start praising and thanking him for his grace and his goodness. I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me to tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. You go through that simple process, the weight just lifts off you, everything begins to flow again. And then our third fundamental, we've got to stay tuned in today. Every day God's trying to teach us and train us and navigate us, but we've got to stay tuned in Him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And lately we've talked about installing some filters at the top of our journal. These filters are just short phrases, maybe even one word, that we keep rewriting at the top of our journal to reinforce. God's vision and plan for our lives, his standard, to help us keep navigating in the right direction. For example, it might look something like the following. God is working continually for my good, and I'm going to do continually good for others. And that short phrase just helps to navigate throughout the day when there's issues and problems. And I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then to magnify the light by looking at what went well today. What are all the ways I saw God showing up today? Then I like to ask this question, God, what were you trying to show me today? Just get still and listen, and whatever comes into my mind, just begin to write those things down. And then we've got to stay tuned in throughout the day. Every time, every day, he's trying to navigate us throughout the day. If you ever feel like you're losing that connection with him, just take one to two minutes and slow down, get connected back to him again. And then our fourth fundamental, we've got to do what we know to do today. We've got to walk in the light that we have. The final thing I like to do in my journal is to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? Because sometimes I was getting out ahead of him, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. It's easy to come up with a whole bunch of other things you'd rather do. Rather than sticking with what you know to do today. So we make out the plan, then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day. And we remember this very important principle that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. As I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter one. The very first words we see God speak, let there be light. As I started, begun to start my days this way, the very first words out of my mouth, let there be light. And it's amazing how just such a simple little thing just brings a different energy into the day. And then we start walking out that plan together with him, full confidence that he's right there with us every step of the way. 
And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. Those springs of living water just begins to flow. He begins to beautify our lives and beauty is attractive and magnetic and just begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our lives. Let's talk about springs of living water. Like I said, I've just come across this uh, springs of living water, springs of water in real estate work lately. And just getting reminded of these verses. And I came across it last night while I was reading the Psalms. Psalms 107, 33 through 35. It says, God turned rivers into a desert, flowing springs into thirsty ground, and fruitful land into a salt waste because of the wickedness of those who live there. But then he turned the desert into pools of water and parched ground into flowing springs. John, 14, John 4, 14, Jesus says, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him, in him, a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Revelation 21, 6, Jesus says again, then he said to me, it is done. I'm the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I'll give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost. And so I just feel like God's been prompting us. This is something we should be asking him for. So Father, we're asking for wisdom and insight and understanding, knowledge of whatever it is that you want to show us about these springs of living water that you put within us. And we're asking for your help for, to see those springs of living water just flowing through us. We're asking for your help with that. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember. God sent us his one and only son out of his great love for us. Jesus is willing to come and humble himself even unto death on a cross. To go through all that he suffered on that cross for us. The cup of God's wrath is poured onto his body. He was destroyed by God. But then he's raised back to life. He's victorious over death. And that same victorious power now lives on the inside of us. He connects us back to God. Makes us right and holy and perfect in his sight. We've got peace with God. So Father, we thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. And after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light. His blood cleanses us and we can have this blood sworn oath that God is with us and for us. He's working for our good. So Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have a juice, you can take a juice. All right, let's talk about practical workout stuff. As I'm thinking about springs of living water on the inside of us, 
the first thing I'm reminded of is our lymphatic system in our body. The lymphatic system is like a water system in the body that cleanses the body, keeps the body clean, removes inflammation and toxins and waste out of the body. And that lymphatic system, it doesn't have a pump. When our blood circulates, it's got the heart as a pump to circulate the blood around the body. But the lymphatic system doesn't have a pump other than our muscles. And so working out consistently every day keeps that lymphatic fluids flowing like a spring of living water. It helps to keep us healthy. Light movement, like higher rep type of exercises. For example, when we do our body weight exercises, squats and push-ups and sit-ups, we're circulating that lymphatic system to keep the body clean. And in a way, it becomes like a spring of living water. That's why it's good to do it every day. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center dot com.